everybody how you doing and as the saying goes just when you think we're out they pull us back in and here we are we're uh, back it's talk, right. it's it's talk more talk a solo beatles, beatles video cast and and we've been gone for a while and thank you all for your patience but uh, we're here and tonight we're celebrating john lennon's birthday uh so we're gonna have a great time we've got a special guest but uh first let me introduce you to myself i'm tom hanyadi you may know me from my show, Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast, but we're not talking McCartney today. We're talking all Lennon. And let me introduce you to my buddies and my friends here. I can't wait to talk to them tonight. Uh, first up, let's, uh, let's, let's get uh, Ken Michaels here. He is, without a doubt, don't let him fool you because he is the hardest working man in podcasting today. He's, this guy is everywhere he's got his own show ken michaels radio on youtube he's got every little thing he's got things we said today and he's got this show right he does this show with us so the man is a workaholic i guess you can say he's almost kind of like paul in that sense where it just keeps There's on going Paul again he's like, Paul. yeah yeah i know he's like <laughs> a shark if he sleeps he's gonna die right he just keeps on going and going and going yep. but but ken michaels hello and welcome welcome to the show Thank you, Tom. Nowhere near as close as Paul when it comes oh. to <laughs> Good to see you guys. Hi, Kit. Hi, and Joe. And special. <laughs> and with yeah. me, with us is, is, is one of the great content creators on YouTube. Uh, you know him as Mean Mr. Mayo. He does uh, videos on the Beatles, on, 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 on record store days, uh, record finds. He's got this great series called Rancid uh video or rancid mayo and uh it's it's a great 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 time to listen to him rant about uh so many different things but really the beatles his beatles uh videos are, are top notch uh he just did a wonderful uh john lennon ranking albums uh earlier today so make sure you check that out but uh he is me mr mayo joe my friend how are you today hey strangers <laughs> see y'all it's great to be back here on talk more talk with everybody yeah. all my friends yeah and last but not least she is the, the queen we all doubt we all bow down to her uh, her greatness she is as we know she is the queen of all beatles media the queen of background uh the <laughs> the queen of lipstick the queen of nail polish the queen of uh, <laughs> you name it she is the queen and uh, you know her from her wonderful books, the Michael Jackson FAQ, right? She, she's also part of a new uh, podcast that just started earlier this year called Toppermost of the Poppermost, uh, which she'll talk about uh, later uh, in this show. And also her, her excellent book, Songs We Are Singing, uh, guided tour to the Beatles' lesser known tracks. She is the queen, Kittle Tool. How are you? Uh, I'm great because we're finally back. 
Hello, everybody, and hello, everybody out there. Just uh, glad to see you. Really looking forward to the show tonight. Yes. And if you see some other guy with us, that's because he's he's been with us before. He's a returning guest. And I'm going to tell you, he's, he's put out two books that are just essential to anybody's Beatles or solo Beatles collection. And the first one they did here with Mark Easter. You know him, you love him. Uh, this is a book called Eight Arms to Hold You. And he's also got another book called Leninology, which hopefully he has uh, right next to him there. Can you, can you hold it up there? There it is. One, another wonderful book uh, that uh, is just great. Um, the research in these two books are just top-notch, fantastic. He is Chip Mattinger. Chip, my friend, welcome back to the show, and how are you? Hi there. I'm great tonight. Good to see you all again. It's been quite some time. Howdy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Welcome back to the show. On tonight's show, like I said, it's a John Lennon birthday celebration. This is almost like um like ken's number nine dream right i mean where we take we do three categories and a top three um of of, of, of selected categories and and joe you kind of you kind of uh, selected these uh these three so what what are we doing tonight here joe sure oh i thought you were going to tell me no uh <laughs> no, we're going to word it just right we're going to be doing right since it's the 50th anniversary of mind games the album this year we're going to Forget we already did a show, another listen, where we talked about it. So I figure why not just at least for the anniversary talk about our, our three uh you know favorite songs off the album that maybe you know people don't talk about as much, possibly, you know, less less maybe known ones. And the same goes for John Lennon and with the Beatles, maybe three lesser known or talked about tracks, right? And the same thing with John as as a solo artist and the rest of his catalog. Three, three, yeah. and three. Mm -hmm. three three and three um so looking forward to hearing everybody's uh top three for these three categories but before we do that as always ken michael is here to give us all the information that we need to keep us informed whether or not we need to pull out our wallet get a credit card out and buy another book or a dvd or a cd he is the one to blame really because he's the one that's informing of <laughs> informing us <laughs> all of this. But anyways, Ken, please give us the, the, the all the great news, please. I need the news. Okay. It's been a while. Uh, first of all, of course, as we noted, this is Lenin's birthday. He would have been 83 had he lived. Let us not forget, it's also Sean Lennon's birthday. And mm -hmm. hard to believe how old Sean is right now. Born in 1975. <laughs> makes him 48 today. If wow. Wow. Just a Along baby. with that, we say happy anniversary to Paul McCartney and Nancy Cheval. Right. Mm -hmm. Now married 12 years. All right. Congratulations to the two of them. Now, the biggest news, which leaked today on John's birthday, makes mm -hmm. us all so happy. It's going to be dancing in that field. You know, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> that's right. I'm doing so I, I did somersaults in this field earlier today. It was announced on the John Lennon Facebook page and on Instagram. Mind Games box set coming out in the summer of 2024. It's going to be six discs in all. If it's anything like Plastic Ono Band or Imagine, we're in for a treat. Also, mm. they're saying for John's birthday, a new deluxe and expanded version of Imagine, the Ultimate Collection, is now available to stream and download, including the entire full-length collection of tracks, 
some previously only available on Blu-ray in high-resolution stereo and spatial audio Dolby Atmos. Each set of mixes, and if you remember all the discs that accompany the Imagine album, Ultimate, Elements, Evolution, Raw Studio, and Outtakes, they're now being released, they're saying, as five separate albums produced and curated by Yoko Ono. Okay? Hmm. So they continued to bring out these box sets in some fashion like this, and then the great news about mind games. Of course, we still don't really know the full reason why Sometime in New York City didn't come out, although we, we hypothesize about it here. On right. the, um, but, uh, you know, I'm real excited about this because Mind Games is my favorite John Lennon album. And um, I'm really happy to see that over the years, a lot of people have grown to appreciate Mind Games a lot. I'm yeah. noticing that a lot, yeah. Ken, in the comments on my videos. A lot of people really love Mind Games now. Yeah. Well, we talk a lot about music that's overlooked or underrated. The Mind Games album is easily the most overlooked John Lennon album in his solo career. Mm. I don't know how anyone can even debate that. But um, we'll talk about Mind Games a little bit later on. Uh, also, this coming Friday, Ringo's new EP comes out called Rewind Forward. Ringo gave an interview to the Associated Press where he talked about a number of topics, including the new EP. He said, people will be asking me, what, what's it mean? Rewind forward. I think it means that you sit still for a while and you find that I was a much better person then, or this was working for me better then. Then he says, I'm going forward so you can carry on forward. You don't ever have to live in the past, but just check it occasionally. Paul's new song, Feeling the Sunshine. He says, we FaceTime each other twice a month. And if he's in town, we hang. And if I'm in London, we hang. And if he's all, and he says he's all over the song, which is great. And when he did send the work track, he'd actually done the drums. So we had to take them off. So I did the drums and vocals, and that was fun. On the new EP, he says, this one's incredible because Ian Hunter sent me his files. Mike Campbell had a track, which I loved. Uh, so I put drums on it and sang it because that's how it worked. He's put everything else on. About this project, he says, I don't know when I start where it's going. That's how it works. He actually says that he finished his country EP, which is strange because I thought Rewind Forward was going to be the first EP, then the Linda Perry EP was going to be next, and then the last thing he was going to do was the country EP. So mm. uh, does that mean that he hasn't done the one with Linda Perry? don't really know but uh will he be making another album again he's asked he says i don't know you never know right now i'm ep crazy on the all-stars he says i love to play and i need to play in a band i can't go out just with the drums you can hmm. still catch ringo with the all-stars their current tour wraps up october 13th and ken i'm gonna get there nice and early on friday to get andy nichols's copy i'm gonna pick it up for you andy ringo <laughs> All right. We're all getting our copy this Friday. <laughs> a few weeks ago, Ringo posted some happy news that he was given the honor of being the first recipient of the Joe Chamber Award in Nashville at the Musicians Hall of Fame. He's quoted as saying, I want to thank everybody who was there. Peace and love. While Ringo finishes up his tour October 13th, Paul McCartney starts the latest leg of his Get Back, Got Back, I'm sorry, Got Back tour <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> at the Entertainment Center in Adelaide. 
only a few weeks away. That's October the 18th. And Paul's new podcast show has just premiered and is co-produced by Pushkin Industries and iHeartRadio. It's a collaboration with the poet Paul Muldoon based on their work uh, for the book, Paul McCartney, A Life in Lyrics. On each show, Paul discusses in detail one of his songs from his long career, and much of the material is expanded from what you'll find in the book. In this first season, there are 12 episodes, and fans can actually listen to all the episodes by subscribing to Pushkin. And there'll be another season beginning in February with an additional 12 episodes. Also, Paul was set to appear in an all new series, Spins 100 Greatest Rock Stars, which premiered on AXS TV on October the 2nd. Uh, back in 1991, Paul composed and recorded his first full-scale classical work, the Liverpool Oratorio. This was to commemorate the Royal Liverpool Philharmonic Orchestra's 150th anniversary. And now a first ever operatic staging of this work inspired by Paul's early life will premiere at uh, Cincinnati Opera's 2024 Summer Festival. In a letter to the company, Paul said, quote, I am writing to express my wholehearted support for this project. I believe the Cincinnati Opera is uniquely positioned to bring this work to life in a new way. And I have no doubt that your production will be an inspiring experience for all who see it. I look forward to its premiere next summer. There's no word as to whether or not Paul will attend the premiere, but I have a feeling he probably will if he's not performing that night. I'm thinking about going. Mm. Yeah. Very Thinking cool. about making the drive down and going. Yes. Very cool. Into opera, are we? Yes. Yes, yes we are. Is. Very good. <laughs> he is. Very eclectic taste. That's what happens mm -hmm. when you're a Beatle fan. I don't right. like opera. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Beatle fan. I'll take rap over opera. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh. Wow. I uh, need to report some serious news about Denny Lane. You may have heard that he had to cancel a few of his shows due to health reasons and nothing was revealed until recently. Denny's wife, Elizabeth, is saying that his condition is now critical. She says that Denny's been in and out of the hospital concerning an illness in his lungs that developed after a short bout with COVID last year. He's had multiple tests, x-rays and scans that are ongoing, along with three surgeries, most recently for a collapsed lung which includes an inserted chest tube that is temporarily needed until his lung heals. He also recently contracted a bacterial infection in his blood, which he is still battling, but seems to be under control. Elizabeth writes, the doctors have explained once he's medically well, he will need several weeks of physical and occupational rehabilitation. Danny does not have medical insurance. The hospital has been working with them regarding this problem, but a rehabilitation center along with the multiple lab work and specialists will not. Elizabeth says Denny is unable to fly due to his medical condition, as well as he needs to avoid long distance drives. He has to remain where he is in Naples at the moment. So Elizabeth has started a GoFundMe page and we're providing the link here in the description box. If any of you would like to make a contribution to help uh, Denny out. Now, in addition to the GoFundMe page, it was just announced that there will be a benefit concert for Denny, which will take place November 27th at the Troubadour in West Hollywood, 
with a star-studded cast of musicians, including other Wings members, Denny Sywell and Lawrence Juber, Susanna Hoffs, Joey Molland, Peter Asher, Mickey Dolenz, Paul Schaefer, Jeremy Clyde, Albert Lee, the excellent oldies band, The Criers, who backed up Denny on tour before, and there's also the Denny Lane Band. For tickets, we're also going to provide a link for you guys that's in the description box. If you're in that area and you want to see the show, again, it's November 27th at the Troubadour in West Hollywood. Yeah, once- Can I just uh, add once... something real quick? Yeah. Just, I just want to say, you know, everybody out there, it's not Paul McCartney's responsibility to, to pay for his- Well, he was anybody else's that's helping out. Yeah. I have an opinion on that one. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. I'm, sure I'm not saying everything, just a little kick, a little help for, for a friend, old friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but uh but i will post um all the information after we're done with this live broadcast and so it'll all be in the description okay a few more items here we've been hearing about the rolling stones upcoming album due out october 20th called hackney diamonds this is their first studio album of original material in nearly 20 years since 2005's a bigger bang paul is said to be playing bass on one of the songs bite your head off and i'm also <laughs> hearing that's the name of the song. I'm also hearing that Paul played bass on a second Stone song, which looks like it will come out on the Stones album that follows this one. Right. Happy Diamonds will also include recordings the Stones made with their drummer, Charlie Watts, before his death. Also, a concert that I rave about every single year on my podcast. From the band Wondrous Stories will be taking place. That's the concert for Bangladesh Revisited. This band which is a band that can play anything. They took their name from the Yes song. Um, they do classic rock. They do progressive rock. Of course, they do Yes music. But um, every year they've been doing this show, which goes to benefit cancer research, and they recreate the entire concert for Bangladesh, and not just George Harrison's music, the Bob Dylan set, Leon Russell medley, Billy Preston, Ringo, even some Indian music is played to represent Ravi Shankar. It will take place November 24th and 25th at The Space in Westbury, Long Island. This band is phenomenal, and they usually have special guests join them on stage. They have had Denny Lane. They've had Steve Holly there. They've had Gene Cornish from The Rascals, a whole bunch of great people. Members of The Weaklings have played there. Um, so I definitely recommend, this is one of the best concerts you'll ever see. They not only do the concert for Bangladesh, but they do a whole other Beatles set after it. The entire concert is about three hours long. You get your money's worth at this thing. So again, it's November 24th and 25th at the Space in Westbury. All right. I think that's everything. Oh, no. One more thing. There's a tour called All You Need Is Love. This is a Beatles tribute tour with members of Todd Rundgren's band that includes Chasm Sultan and Prairie Prince and Gil Asias, among the many performers to take the stage. It's described as a state-of-the-art all-star tour to celebrate the Beatles' arrival in America. The same tour took place in 2014 of the same name, which combined American and Canadian rock stars. Uh, the same organizers have put this one together. It kicks off in Boston on January the 9th. So far, runs through January the 27th in Illinois, with more dates to be announced. It will have state-of-the-art production and visuals, creating an immersive experience that will transport audiences to the golden era of the Beatles. 
So this is probably one of many, many tribute shows that you're going to be hearing about as we approach the 60th anniversary of the Beatles' arrival in America. All right? Wow. That's all the Beatle news for now. All That's right. It. Wow. Okay. So as we stated earlier, we're going to be doing three categories, our top three for each. And um, we're going to start off with Mind Games since it is the 50th anniversary uh, this year. And, um, you know, we were hoping that we would get the 50th anniversary box set uh, this year. But like Ken noted in his uh, news, we're going to have to wait until 2024 uh, for that release. So just a little bit longer. Um, until then, we all have our hopefully have our, our copies from many different releases of the of the album and CD through the years uh, to hold us over and, until that. But if it's anything like the Imagine and, and Plastic Ono band sets, it's it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. Um, Chip, since you weren't uh, with us when we talked about Mind Games for our another listen series, why don't you just give your opinions uh, on the album and, and where do you rank it in, in, in John's uh, solo canon? Well, as far as the solo canon goes, it's, you know, all of the albums have their, their high points and their low points. And, and for me, um, I really don't have any favorites anymore just because I've been so, so involved in uh, taking apart the recording sessions and, and the history and the like. Um, so I'm probably not the best person to ask about that, but, but Mind Games is, you know, definitely in the top seven. <laughs> very good very well played good. sir yes definitely <laughs> okay well uh why don't we start with our, our top three then uh with the with the songs from mind games and uh for this round we'll we'll start with the ladies first and uh, we'll go with uh kit for this round kit what are your top three tracks from mind games and everybody in the comments please uh you know let us know what your top three tracks uh from mind games are as well so uh kit without further ado we'll start with you okay well yeah these are songs i i definitely think um are are not talked about as much and and also are unfairly uh, dismissed uh, we've gotten mm. you know have been critically slammed over time as kind of lightweight and you know uh, and the first one, I've always loved Tight As. Um, I just think it is so much fun. Um, you know, it's it has the rockabilly uh, kind of style to it. Um, and I just love how John, you know, plays around with the lyrics and, and just has fun uh, being, you know, being kind of dirty. And uh, <laughs> let's face it um you know i love from the title trying to get around you know maybe get around the censors a little bit um and uh you know and it's it's just uh good fun and it's it's you know he really just you know shows what a great rock singer he was um the guitars on this are are just second to none i mean come on you've got david spinoza on here um you know just just one of the best session guitarists uh, Jim Keltner on drums, um, but to me, it's it's the lyrics and John's voice that that mm -hmm. really make it. And um, and I will quote uh, Chip and Mark Easter on this because we were on the same page um, in uh, in their book uh, that they said the song you know uh, that you know 
doesn't have to be about something, you know, to be refreshing. And that's the thing, right. you know, a lot of critics put this song down because of it, you know, saying, well, the lyrics don't mean anything. And, you know, that, well, does it, do they have to? I mean, you know, this is just John having a lot of fun. I mean, you know, this is, you know, some have called this a throwaway. Even John himself called it a throwaway. But so what? What else is new? <laughs> exactly. He's his own worst critic. Yep, yeah. he's his own worst critic, you bet. But uh, I've always loved it. I, I just think it's, you know, it's funny. It's fun. It's, it just shows what a great rocker he was. Um, second, a song that's grown on me over time, You Are Here. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've just uh, didn't love it at first, but over the years, I've, I've just really grown to uh, appreciate it. Beautiful song, um, you know, really has some, you know, lovely lyrics uh, from him. Um, I always, I always like it has almost a, almost a Hawaiian feel to it, you know, I mean, it has that mm -hmm. tropical um, kind of feel and some beautiful lyrics um, from him and, you know, very poetic um obviously talking about his relationship with yoko um you know even though when this by the time this came out of course they were separated but i mean you know i just love the the imagery of you know from liverpool to tokyo of uh, way, way to go yeah. from distant lands one woman and man let the four winds blow and and going on about you know the the distance between them using you know um geography and and i i you know east is east and west is west the twain shall meet i just love that you know using mm. those the imagery of the of the ocean and, and geography and all to to you know as metaphors of their love just beautiful um you know mm. and and i i just love the arrangement um beautiful song and don't forget there's there's an extra verse that was cut out of the version that showed up on mind games yeah that's right mm. yep that's that's true and uh and it's uh, i just think it's a very underrated love song uh, of his that you just don't hear about as as much and finally um another fun one meet city um I just, <laughs> it's just so fun again just a great rocker from him um i mean the lyrics are just hilarious <laughs> i mean he's again just having some fun i mean come on Ch chicken sucking mother truck and freak city yeah <laughs> usa come on i mean this is john just just having a ball again um, you know, just some incredible guitar, uh, you know, from John, from David Spinoza, the, the, the usual, um, you know, suspects here. Um, and I love, I'm going to quote you again, Chip, um, Chip <laughs> and Mark Easter calling it an absolute cacophony of sound. And I, I mean, that's so true. It, it is, but in all the best ways. I mean, it's just a straight out rocker. Um, and it's, it's just, you know, for all that was going on at the time that this album came out, um, you know, and, and the serious moments on this album, I just love hearing both on this and tight as hearing John just, just going out and having fun, going back to his rock and rockabilly roots and, and his 
sense of wordplay. So those are my my three. And I love at the end of that song, at the end of the album, which is so often cut mm. off on some of the releases yep. that we've had. Why are they doing those mm. strange things? <laughs> and every time I hear a different version, I'm like, "Come on, get the whole thing in there! Don't cut it." Ex- exactly. Who mastered that for the CD wasn't aware that the song ended that way. Yeah. Oh, All you hear that's is a shame. Is that? Yeah, that's too <laughs> yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. So those are my okay, three picks. Very good. I like that list. Very good. Thank you, Queen. Uh, let's uh, go to my other side here, and let's uh, go with Joe next. Thanks, Tom. Well, you know, when it comes to mind games, I feel like we've discussed this album a lot. I always seem to be talking about songs from here when we talk about favorite jungle and solo songs in general. Uh, you know, I'm going to skip the title track because that's probably my favorite, but I wanted to pick three others. I mean, the mind game song is like in my top three, John, you know? Okay. Um, First one, tight ads. Definitely, definitely. Mm. It's rare that the John rocks in, uh, I think, in the solo years, really. You know, I expect a little more rock from him. And you got two rockers on this one. You got Meat City, which get named, and tight ads, both on the same album. Tight ads, I can't really add anything to it. Um, I, I think I've heard John talk about reggae with that, like the reggae-inspired thing, and he talked trying to talk about how to how to make uh, session musicians understand that in 1973. I think he was talking about that track, although maybe I'm wrong. Um, but anyway, David Spinoza, I, I love him on this whole record. I love his guitar playing on here, and there's other examples too. Love that, that guitar. The lyrics are playful, dirty, sneaky. We covered all that. He gets it through, and it's just a fun, fun track. Love it, and I love where it's placed on the album too. You know, sometimes sequencing mm. is everything, you know. Absolutely. So I love that track. One that I always bring up, and I'm going to just say, I read online somewhere, somebody was taking someone to task for how he pronounced it or something, which is oh, not me. easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone, yeah. To say it, I was on your side because you said, I, be- I believe, I say it the way John says it, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I see my sin. I mean, you know, I, I, I feel like I've talked about this every time we come up with solo tracks. I, I love it. You know, uh, the pain that John's experiencing, you know, because um, he's feels guilty of hurting Yoko. Uh, and it's, you know, again, accented by that great stinging Spinoza guitar, particularly the end. I just love that. I could feel every ounce of like you know frustration and pain and and uh, that john's going through in the song with that um and just pining away for yoko's forgiveness it's very heartfelt and touching and i, I really love that track and uh finally um there's so many you know <laughs> there's so many i'm like oh man i don't know what to do this time my mood this time i went with bring on the lucy free the people you know <laughs> What with that uh, kind of harks back earlier to John's political songs like uh, Power to the People. Should I mention that the Spinoza guitar has a real cool vibe to it? Should I should I mention mm. that? I like the kind of groove it's in there, the feeling it has in it. And, you know, he's condemning lying politicians. And I'm not going to say it, but I love that, that line that's franken in your face. So while you're bleeping, etc., each other, you better bear this thought in mind. I love that. I just let you tell it like it is, say it, and uh, mm. 
I love that track as well. But I could have very easily picked another three. But I think right now these are three that are, that are my highlights. All right, excellent. I mean, these are great lists. I mean, I, you know, they're yours, and that and that's what's wonderful about them. And and right now, I mean, I I think we're we're two for two for tight ass right now. So let's see if that <laughs> if that track <laughs> keeps going. And uh, let's go with uh, with with Chip now. So Chip, give us three tracks that you really enjoy on Mind Games. Well, it's already been said. Tight ass is is probably close to one of my favorite <laughs> Lennon songs. Period. Mm. Um, Meat City. You know, we, we've got two of John's hardest edged piece of recordings here on you know bookending the album almost mm -hmm. um and, and it's interesting joe was mentioning sequencing um there's kind of a parallel between imagine and mind games in that they they both start with the anthem mm. gotta imagine a mind games then we got a little bit of of, of rockabilly uh with uh inside crippled inside and, and tight ass then we have the apology to yoko with jealous guy and i see Sen, and and then it all kind of falls apart from there but at least the um but as for my third one um out the blue i think which is is one of one of his best love songs arguably um and since the first two were called uh spoken for already i'll go with one day at a time um mm. just because i think that had a lot of potential and uh he he said that yoko recommended the falsetto which is probably the biggest mistake with that song yeah. um so so i'm looking forward to the alternates that we might see next summer and you know, oh. hear him do it in his normal register interesting i agree okay good choice all right thank Good. Thank you very much, Chip. Uh, Ken, let's go with you. Okay. Um, kind of like Joe, I didn't want to put Mind Games in there because everybody knows the song and we're mm -hmm. looking at overlooked songs. Um, mm -hmm. and, and like Joe, I would definitely place Mind Games as in my top three of Lennon singles. You know, it's a fantastic song and wonderfully produced. Um, I also would go without the blue. Out the Blue is one of the most overlooked songs in John's solo career, and I do believe it's one of his greatest love songs, along with Oh My Love and Love and Jealous Guy, and mm -hmm. I love the lyrics of Out the Blue, Out the Blue You Came to Me and Blew Away Life's Misery. What a great opening line that is. Great melody, great arrangement throughout the whole thing. I've also loved I Know I Know quite a lot. It's one of those songs... There are certain songs in the Beatles solo career that you can kind of hear as Beatles songs. And I know, I know is one of those songs. Um, it just has a great melody to it. It flows so well together and everything about it is like a perfect song to me. Um, I also know that a lot of people have been writing through the years that they believe that that song was written about Paul. Mm. Although John never said it was. You know, I always go by what the songwriter says, but, um, you know, there are certain hints in the song, like the line, it's getting better all the time. And it starts off like, I've got a feeling, but I do believe okay. it's another song about Yoko. Um, and then I also have to put in You Are Here for many of the same reasons that Kit said. It does have that tropical feel to it, kind of like some of George's stuff, like Gontrapo. 
right it's got mm. that light breezy feel to it and the lyrics are just sensational like you were saying kit from liverpool to tokyo is the way to go mm. three thousand miles over the ocean you know all that stuff i think it's a great sentiment in that song really wonderful melody i tend to go a lot for ballads i'm a big ballad person as you may know from my choices here on this show mm -hmm. and john was just as great as paul to me when it came to melodies they're both great with rockers they're both great with ballads um and uh so many great songs to discover on this album for people that don't really know john solo catalog or mainly know the hits and uh mm -hmm. Those are three definite ones right there. Mm, very good. I can't can't argue with any of those picks right there either. Um, for me, if you if we were to do this uh, five years ago, this song would not have been on anywhere near the top three of my list. And that's how much I, I've really come to love this song. And, and Notopia National it. Anthem. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> uh, a banger. Yeah. <laughs> It is a banger. <laughs> and it's uh, I I know I know, um, which is just I totally adore this 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 track now. Uh there's you know the melody, I mean the musicianship on it is fantastic. Uh, the one line I really love the on in this is uh today I love you more than yesterday. Right now I love you more than right now. Uh I just really like that line a lot. I love how he you know talks about uh, but I never could speak my mind in a couple times, but then then at the end um he goes as we share in each other's minds i just thought that was really a nice uh touch and a change of pace there um for that uh for that track so really good really really solid underlooked underappreciated song that everybody should really um should really pay more attention to um could have been the second single it could have been but uh my number one pick is is what i think should have been the number uh or should be should have been the second single um, but, uh, for number two, for me, like Joe and Kit, I got tight as, uh, Chip, I think had it as well. And just, I mean, just an amazing, just an amazing rocker. Um, really wish we had more hard nosed rocker, raw rockers like this in, in Lennon's, uh, solo career. And he gave us some really good ones. He really did. Um, but wish we had more of them. And uh, you guys talked about that track wonderfully, so I'm not going to add anything to that. But my number one track from, from Mind Games, which should have been the second single, I feel uh, is Out the Blue. Um, I just think this is one of the, you know, like Ken said, one of his best ballads, period. Um, I love the, the choir-esque uh, sound, you know, uh, that you hear at the end uh, of the track. It's, it's, it's so beautiful and, and, and perfect. And uh, yeah, it's the beginning it's it's just a perfect track and out the blue is is spectacular and uh you know i love the, i love the track i love it so um okay so that's going to be it for the top three uh from mind games and now we're going to move on to the second category and this is the top three overlooked beetle john songs now this is one i'm really curious to see <laughs> what direction all of you are going uh for this and uh i think this is going to be fun so again in the uh in the, in the in the people watching let us know what your top three overlooked john Beatles songs are and uh this time we're going to start at the bottom. I don't know if you guys see the same screen that I have, so I'm just going to go by what I see. And uh, this time, let's uh, let's start with uh, Chip. All right. Um, 
<clears throat> as far as overlooked songs, I kind of threw out anything from Plastic on a Band or Imagine because they've all been very well documented and discussed quite a bit. Um, I think probably my favorite overlooked Lennon song is Clean Up Time. Well, hold on, hold on. Oh, this no. is this is the Beatles. This is from Beatles. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. That's all right. Back but up. you know what? Let's 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 no, we can do that. Then why don't we just go to the top three lesser known John songs, solo John songs? Uh, so Chip, okay. So we'll so that way we won't have to go. But go ahead, Chip. Continue. Yes. Uh, clean up time. I have <laughs> to say is 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 up there. Um, just the, the, the you know we're talking about the harder edge of John still. Um, great arrangement with the horns. Um, one interesting thing I learned about the song is that when John felt that he was having problems with the song, when it, when it really wasn't quite there, he'd add sound effects. Hmm. So that's where we get a lot of the sound effects that are kind of eking along in the, in the background of, of, of cleanup time. Um, I think another would have to be scared uh, for a lot of the same. Oh, the lyrics are fantastic. The arrangement's fantastic. The vocal is is you know great i goddamn straight from your heart you, you can't beat the, the delivery on that um mm. and finally uh let's go with you can't catch me and again mm. it's the arrangement it's the fantastic vocal um that one just really chugs along uh, it originally started out there was a a batman type intro to it that spectra put together to kind of that that never really stuck. So I've not heard it. I've just read about it. Um, but but I think those are the, the the top three for me. Okay, very good list. Uh, Ken, we'll uh, move to you next. Interesting. I also this is the only time when any song appears twice. I put out the blue in there because mm -hmm. I really do think, like we've been saying, it it really merits. You know one of the greatest love songs in his in his solo catalog um mm. i put it up there with the songs that i mentioned before and woman is, is my all-time favorite solo uh lennon song out the blue is very similar in that regard you know such a beautiful mm -hmm. melody and lyrics and arrangement i like what you said there about the choir towards the end tom yeah i should have pointed mm. that out but mm. uh, out the blue certainly deserves it and just like chip scared <laughs> Garrett is an awesome track the whole production behind it the sound of john's voice especially when it's building in the middle and he's singing mm -hmm. you don't have to suffer in heaven or hell just dance to the music you do it so well and he sings the well 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 part and it goes up higher and higher <laughs> what a great <laughs> what a voice really made the song and the whole eeriness of that mm -hmm. track you know, starting off with the sound of a wolf, you know, and everything and the pounding of just the the, the single notes. Boom, boom, boom. It's kind of chilling when you hear the bear version that's on Men Love Avenue, too. Mm -hmm. But um, no, I love Scared. I think that's definitely one of his best solo songs. Completely overlooked. And then I would also put um, <laughs> this was really tough because I had a tie between these two. But I always like to rave about how. I think. Mm amazing song 
from the Imagine album and all the sentiments that are in that song and how personal it is and lines that we can all relate to. How can I go forward when I don't know which way I'm facing? How can I, right. how can I give love when I don't know what it is I'm giving? You know, it's things that we've all felt before when I don't know how to give, I'm sorry. So um, yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, you talk about deeply personal songs and uh, words that we can all kind of relate to in life and um, how is just that. And it's also kind of an interesting song in the way that the time signatures are kind of different and um, there are certain pauses in the song uh, before you resume the song again. It has a different arrangement in that way. Um, but I really love how a lot. And if I could just mention a song that I kind of tied with that, Nobody Loves You Down and Out, which I think is an amazing mm. song. Mm -hmm. So, but I guess between the two, maybe I'd put how above that. I don't know. Cool. Very good. I'm, I'm, I'm liking how we're, for the most part, having, you know, different songs on, on our list. So, you know, so that's, that's, that's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, however, I'll, I'll, I'll go next and I'll, um, um, I'm going to go with uh, from two from Walls from Bridges and one from Mind Games. And um, the first one I'm going to go with is <laughs> one that I've always found pretty funny and comical, but, but great song is, uh, you know, Going Down on Love. Um, I just find that that's, you know, a, a song from, from Walls and Bridges, which, you know, people, I, I know a lot of people enjoy. Uh, maybe I think a lot of people consider that a little bit better than uh, mind games, but I'm, I'm finding like mind games and walls and bridges are kind of like lately getting, getting like the equal amount of respect uh, that they deserve. Uh, so going down in love is, is a fun one that I've always enjoyed. Um, the one from going back to mind games, uh, one that uh, again, um, you know, one day at a time, um, you know, I, I, I do like that track a lot and I do like his, uh, the way he's, the way he sings it. Um, so I think Chip, you said that you didn't really care for, for that one. A lot so, of people but... are saying that in the comments. I, Tom, I'll mention yeah. that I like the full set too. I am, yeah, almost yeah. embarrassed. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's an aspect of John you don't really hear that often, so you know, I, and I think the, I the, a lot of the, that, the lyrics, but not the whole song, the, yeah, he's done that, right? Before. But yeah, but the, the lyrics, I, I think, fit, fit that, um, fit that singing, uh tone um and then the the my the, my number one is i'm gonna go with uh, ken and chip on this one uh i won't do the sound effect uh but it, it's perfect for this month and uh that's scared uh you know i just love the the howling kind of reminiscent of of the bell you know at the beginning of of mother so i you know i kind of um you know appreciate that um but uh but yeah scared is is is, is fantastic and and ken you, you talked very highly of it so um and it's, it's it's a fun track that more people should know off of uh, walls and bridges so that'll do it for me this time we'll we'll go to uh we'll go to joe mayo next well i have a track here called scared <laughs> on, my, on my list <laughs> yeah all right. okay. i'll do it for halloween okay yeah uh what what can i say you know um during his time separated from yoko he's talking about his fears and his vulnerability and i like some i like you know i love the lyrics in it i love the way john sings the song i just like you know he delivers everything in the song everything that mm -hmm. he sings uh and you know uh stuff like personal stuff like uh i'm scarred i'm scarred 
I was scarred yeah. every day of my life. I just managed to survive. I just want to stay alive. And uh, they're just good lines. I like Nobel book or candle can get you out of this, etc., etc. Um, and it's intense, it's foreboding, and it's got that dr- driving, stomping, heartbeat mm. kind of uh, approach to what I think it's it, it's a real class A track that people need to hear, especially this time of year. If you haven't heard, hear it, scared off walls, bridges. <laughs> Uh, back bacon and beer. One of our viewers, I couldn't help notice. He says nobody's picked New York anything from well, sometime in New York City yet. Well, here we go. I mentioned this so yeah. many times. I know I've I've said this before. New York City is one of my very mm. favorite John Lennon tracks. Uh, again, rare chance for him to rock out in a solo career. It's a tour de force. Uh, I love that it's a tribute to New York, uh, Greenwich Village. I mean, being from you know, me being in New York, I kind of, you know, I always like that. Um, again, I love that the fact that I always mention this, not many people care, I think, but at first there's this really passionate guitar solo. And then the second go round, it's a piano solo. They, they accentuate it with. And I love that change from the one solo to the other solo. He, he's, I don't usually like name checking a lot, but I like the way he does some name checking in there, just basically telling the story uh, of the experiences of settling into New York City. And I, I just love everything about that track. I think it's excellent. And the last one that I'm going to pick is another one I've mentioned a million times. This is one of my top Lennon songs, solo songs, if I was going to make my top five, maybe even, I think. And that's, you know what it is. Maybe people watch the stealing glass Ooh, off mm. uh, of walls and bridges, uh, possibly about Alan Klein. I, I don't think it's confirmed. I love the horns on there as much as I love. Give me some truth. The the compilation. I don't like that the horns were removed of that one track. Um, you know, and uh, you know, John says maybe it's about him. I don't know if he's just like kind of like trying to cop out at that. I think it's been a little uncomfortable. You know, like another he song had... he did for Yeah, yeah, of course. It's a son of how do you sleep, as he said. I think right. that's it. If I was going to criticize it at all and quibble, it's the fact that it's just like a uh, um how do you sleep light. But other than that, I have no real quibbles with it. And a line in there that says your mother left you when you were small, but you're gonna wish you weren't born at all sometimes make me think that's kind of self-revelation or something but i, I if, just if love, I re- love once one second joe if you really wanted to get back at him he should have had paul in the studio to come up a, with a line like he did with uh like alan klein came up with the line yeah that was and, that's a brilliant line I yeah and you yeah. know I, I i don't want to get into how you sleep a paul bashing at the moment but well, you know i like that song that track too but <laughs> so there you go you probably right. pinched that bugger anyway. Yeah. Is he really going to use that line? That line? <laughs> right. And look who's All talking. Right, I can say, John, against yeah. John. Look who's, look who's talking, John, about pinching songs. Mm. Right. <laughs> pinching songs. Queen, yeah. you're going to finish up this round. Okay. I have to mention Scared was on, was one of the ones on my list. It didn't make <laughs> it didn't make the final cut, but boy, uh, that, it was close. It was close. Uh, but uh, so uh, I chose uh, for uh, first one, uh, Look at Me. Um, I've mm. always, it, it's, it's so deceptively simple. Um, but it is just, you know, the epitome of, of John that is most confessional 
Um, I love the, um, you know, the, the guitar, you know, that same kind of picking style used on, you know, Julia. Um, and um, I, I just love the lyrics. I mean, they're just so straightforward. I mean, I remember the first time I heard this when I was getting into uh, John's solo work and, and started listening to the Plastic Ono Band. I mean, it was like he's speaking directly mm. at you, you know, and, and just, you know, look at me, what am I supposed to be? Um, right. And he goes on, you know, here I am, what am I supposed to do? Um, and I, I mean, you know, and who am I? Nobody knows but me. And, you know, mm. just repeating that, as I said, deceptively simple, but like so many other songs on that album, you know, it's still so profound. I mean, you know, he's letting you in on, you know, what he was going through at the time, The you know, of course, the primal scream therapy, but he's also kind of inviting you to look at yourself too, hmm. you know, and, and, too. Yeah. and it's, it just really, you know, kind of made me sit up and take notice because it was just, you know, and it's a beautiful you know the chord progressions and all, just uh you know beautiful finger picking style um it's just him it is you know as i said is most confessional and kind of confronting you with you know who are you you know and <laughs> i i just have always found that song to be so arresting you know and so that's my my first my second i've i've talked about this song before on the show I'm muted. I'm Hold muted. on, what's... nobody's hearing me. I'm sorry, I was muted myself. I just wanted to mm. add. I I love that song. Look at me, and when I listen to the album, I always look forward to that coming on. Yeah. And mm. sometimes I think when when people when people ask me, well, can you rate the rank the songs on it? A lot of times I want to put that first these days. Believe yeah. it or not. Mm. It really does. It just it, there's something about it, you know, the intimacy of it, and all that just really and yeah. and is and is you know, tender vocals on it, that softness, you know, uh, it just shows the multi-layers, you know, of his personality and, and his lyric writing and just, yeah, there's just something that, that just grabs your attention. You know, then that song has a great like identity crisis fact that I think can be applied today in today's time with today's kids as, as people just, you know, stick their faces more and more into their phones. They really don't know who they are yeah. or, or maybe they maybe they do. But, I, you know, I don't know. But I, I just feel like like today kids today could appreciate a song like that. As, yep. as I did in, in the late 80s when I discovered that song. And me yeah. in 777 when I first got to it. Yep. I, 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 one of the most amazing listens, yeah. hearing that album in the dark one time. Yeah. And I first listened, mm. if I first listened, I was like mesmerized by every, everything in that album. Yep. Every, right. I think anybody can relate to it. You know, everybody yeah. can relate to it on some level. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, second one I chose, I've talked about this before from the Imagine album, but I've always, I, and I think this song's getting more respect as the years have gone on is uh, i don't want to be a soldier oh uh, mom i don't want to die mm. always like this uh when i first listened to the imagine album i just thought this this is just such a such a jam such a groove um you know and i like the lyrics too i mean it, you know just uh you know i love how it progresses um you know just i don't want to be a soldier mama i don't want to die so first you think oh okay like a protest song uh, that's mm. fine. And then, you know, but then as it goes on, it it just, you know, starts to get a little more inward, you know, I don't want to be a failure mama, I don't want to cry, 
Um, mm. You know, then I don't want to be a rich man, mom. I don't want to cry. I don't want to be a poor man. You know, so it starts getting, you're know, like, oh, this is, this is getting a little bit beyond your typical protest, mm. you know, song. And of course you get King Curtis, you know, with that wailing, mm. wailing sax solo. Um, and uh, Nikki Hopkins on piano, get two Badfinger members, and of course you get George Harrison on guitar. I mean, this is just an all-star jam, and I love the way John kind of, you know, has that kind of snarling vocal that, you know, and yeah. the way he stretches on his voice, that, well, you know, I yeah. just have always loved it. It's just so different from other songs John has done. You know, it's got a little little jazz little blues always love this you know oh, just, i didn't always love it but i right. love it now yeah see it grows on you yeah. <laughs> really that was the, the only song from imagine that took a long time for me yes I found yep. it very monotonous over and over but it, it's a groove. Mm. It, it, it is just it's a groove you know it's it's yeah, a you're groove gonna get, you're gonna get involved somehow of its uniqueness the looseness of it the jam aspect of it it's so exactly i wish yep. there'd be more of that exactly yeah. And, yeah yeah once you get into it it's it's really i i love it yeah i, I just love it uh last one walls and bridges uh <laughs> we've been visiting walls and bridges a lot uh, is what you got i've talked about this song uh, a lot too yeah um yeah. not only because it's a great rocker but i i like how he kind of turns turns you know upside down your expectations because at first you're listening to it like oh this is a great you know rock kind of funk with some funk to it or love that nasty guitar riff that goes through it so you think oh this is great but then you know and then you hear him saying you know well it's Saturday night and I just gotta rip it up and, you know so you just think oh great party song but of course as you listen to it it's anything but you know because he's talking about I mean it's basically you know he's talking about what he'd go through in the last weekend I mean you know just saying he's he's partying he's living it up but of course it's you don't know what you got until you lose it baby give me one more chance and he's one more getting, chance love yeah, it yeah he's getting more and more desperate sounding as the song goes on <laughs> yes I mean, you know and that's what i love about it i mean because he's really you know because the, the song i mean the, the the backing sounds like anything but it sounds like a party you yeah. know but when you really listen to the lyrics and his vocals it's the complete opposite yeah you know? yeah yeah and i love that i mean he really He's, he's he's really flipping your expectations upside down so i've always loved that you know nicely nice little trick there i i like mm. that you know i like to what you mentioned so i like to work this in because i forgot to mention it was scared and it applies equally to what you got mm. and you know other other stuff too on the on the walls of bridges album mm -hmm. you know the ray pang movie okay mm -hmm. Yeah, I know John really wasn't wasn't upset. He wasn't lost. He was really happy. All this kind of stuff from her perspective. Well, these songs tell you how John felt a lot. John just put it out there. And uh, songs like Scared and What You Got and Bless You, stuff like that. I'm sure he had his, his good moments, too. It's obvious when you see even photos of him and stuff. Sure. But he was hurting. He, you know, he, he yeah. was confused. Yep. And he this, this song, hmm. this song really... You know, you hear it in, in the lyrics. Yeah, and in absolutely. If yep. you want to know the real John, listen to his music. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know. I Good love uh, in what you got the lyrics there. Um, come, come Monday, Mama, 
I just got to run away. You know, it's such a drag to face another day. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. It's yeah. right there. Yeah. Yep. That's hmm. right. Very good. All right. Well, I've got Excellent. one more comment. Here. Okay, go ahead. Scared kept coming up and specifically the introduction. Hmm. So we'll cut mm-hmm. away to the trivia portion of tonight's program. Oh. And the wolves that opened the record, their names were Big Gray, Dagwood, and Scamp. Ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll never remember that. Mm. <laughs> there were three people responsible for the wolves. Three wolves. <laughs> three wolves. Actual three wolves. wolves. Actual so, wolves. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So they weren't taken from a film or... or... They, they were taken from a soundtrack record uh, that... Uh, uh, no, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Robert Redford uh, narrated, okay. and it was uh, okay. a bunch of field oh. recordings by a guy that, that taped these three wolves over a couple of years. And uh, hmm. the same sound effect opens up uh, one of the tracks on the Elephant's Memory album. So, okay. wow, well, I did not know that. I certainly didn't either. I'm glad. <laughs> one of many reasons why you're here chip <laughs> yes. Yes. all right joe. i thought it was joe's yeah. that did that oh uh, what kidding <laughs> <laughs> oh. i would have said i thought it was lon cheney, lon cheney jr but he had already i think passed by that time yeah <laughs> mm. interesting all right, so that was round two. We're going to go to category three, and this is this time it's the top three overlooked uh, Beatle John songs. And uh, this is the one that I'm really uh, looking forward to seeing where everybody is going to go, what direction uh, they're going to go in. And um, this time, let's uh, let's start with uh, Ken Michaels. Okay, uh, for a number of years now, I have looked at two Beatles songs as being so overlooked one of which is within you without you so we can't count that but the Mm. other one i would say is julia i never Mm. see love being for that song yeah it's true um and i think it's an absolutely gorgeous stunning song there's something to be said about the sound of one person's voice and just an acoustic guitar and i love what you said kit i was going to say this myself when you were talking about look at me the delivery in john's voice and the softer vocal one of the things that doesn't get talked about a lot when it comes to the beatles are the different vocals that they've had especially paul has so many different types of voices and john does different voices too there's a difference between the way he would sing a ballad like in my life and the much softer tones of julia And I think that's very effective in the way the whole song comes across. And the words, of course, are absolutely beautiful. I love um, her hair, a floating sky is shimmering Mm -hmm. in the sun. Beautiful words right there. And I also like, even though John didn't invent this, the fact that for a long time in the song, you're singing the same note. Mm. But the chords change. And yet it's still a great melody anyway. You know, um, and the finger picking style, which he learned from Donovan, you know, same thing he used in Look at Me, Dear Prudence. It's an absolutely stunning song. And uh, I think it really stands out. Sean did a great performance of Julia at one of the, the John Lennon tribute shows many years back. 
So um, mm. I love that song. I wish more people would would give it attention, and uh, you know, should be ranked a, a bit higher, I think, in the Beatles canon. Beautiful, beautiful song. Yeah. Mm. Um, one that I nobody ever points out. It's it's you know, I like depressing songs. <laughs> um, yes, it is. It's a song with an interesting melody. And what's the matter? Was that one of your choices, Tom? No. Should have went first, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a very moody song. I love the Beatles harmonies in that record. Mm -hmm. And uh, the slowness of it, you know, I like the word, uh, the word play in there. Red is the color that'll make me blue. Um, I just think it's a great song. It's one of the great harmony songs like This Boy and Because. Um, so I put Yes, It Is in there. And one of the songs that I pointed out, which we did um, on my channel, uh, the songs that should have been singles. I always think any time at all should have yeah. been a single. For uh, two minutes and I think 10 seconds, it's just bliss for me. It's just a great punchy song. So damn catchy. Love John's vocals. I could say that in every John song. But, um, you know, it's a perfect pop song and it's got a rock edge to it. And I love the piano solo in the middle. Um, everything about that song. You know, it's one of those songs from the same period as, say, Can't Buy Me Love, which could have just as easily been... Mm -hmm you know, as big a hit for me anyway. And very rarely do I hear anybody ever point out any time at all as a great song, but I definitely. Mm. I, I've heard people like that. I like it a lot too. You know, I always wish as, as perfect as a film as A Hard Day's Night is, I always have a pet peeve, a little one that they repeat songs in there. Uh, where they, I always say any time at all would have been great there. And I wonder maybe the police scene with Ringo when they repeat Can't Buy Me Love. Although it does because all you gotta do is call and I'll be there and it's helping Ringo. And it's yeah. you know it would it would work, but Can't Buy Me Love we're so used to seeing in that scene. Or maybe yeah. the concert scene mm. they could have done any time at all. Imagine them doing that one mm. miming to that one. That would have been a good concert yeah. scene. Yeah, very true. All right, great list Ken. You you know I, I I'm tired I get tired of when people say, you know, John was a rocker and, and Paul was the balladeer. And look, I mean, John sang some of the best ballads mm -hmm. in his so in his Beatle career and in his solo career. So I don't want to hear any more of that nonsense. Queen, we're going to go with you next. Oh, all right. Absolutely. Okay. Well, my first pick is has always been one of my my favorites. Uh, and this is primarily uh, written by John, uh, which is There's a Place. I've always loved, loved this song. And it was a B-side. I mean, this is just how good, of course, the Beatles were that <laughs> this was a B-side. Um, you know, I just think this was also an indication of, you know, how John was growing as a songwriter you know by by 64 that he was you know moving in in a you know different direction that this was not you know a straightforward love song instead this was you know about retreating inside your mind um you know this is about introspection and and reflection you know a retreat from you know the world and and sadness and i just i've i've just thought you know i've loved the lyrics 
Um, I love the harmonies on this. I mean, their harmonies, of course, are, you know, always been uh, so, I mean, we've talked about them for so long, but I always thought on this, where they're just particularly tight, you know, Paul and John, particularly, you know, singing um, together. And, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, uh, you know, a departure from, you know, other songs they were doing at the time. Um, and I, I just think that it's, you know, today even it, it stands out. And, um, you know, it slightly predates, you know, it's the similarly themed, you know, Beach Boys in my room. Um, and I, I just always, always loved this, this song. Um, and as I said, I just feel like it's, it's yet another early indicator of where John was going to go as a songwriter. Second one, and I've talked about this song before too, but I don't care. I'm going to talk about it again. I'll be back. I no, love, love, <laughs> love, I'll be back. I mean, you know, I feel like for a long time, people slept on this song. I mean, <laughs> it, uh, it is just the chord progression um and the um you know it was interesting that you know of course it was originally in you know i guess john intended it as a waltz and thank god they changed that um but i i just love um you know the acoustic guitars on here and um the, again the harmonies but you know you can really hear john's voice um particularly i mean i i just think this was for too long a hidden gem um mm. i i just absolutely um love it from start to finish uh it's it's just uh you know and and even you know really his lyrics are from sort of a point of vulnerability um you know about the relationship he's he's in that no matter how much the you know his love is going to break his heart he'll be back you know, I mean, it's it's just a, you know, really interesting perspective. I mean, it isn't completely macho, you know, like perhaps other songs of the time. But but as I said, those chord progressions, oh, my gosh. And uh, and the harmonies. Last one is one that I've always found intriguing, which is from Rubber Soul, uh, which is the word. Um, mm. You know, I feel like this is another indication of where they would go, because, of course, you know, instead of once again, a, a you know, a typical love song, the word is love, like capital L, um, you know, mm. more like philosophical, you know, big L. And I just feel like, you know, this was before the summer of love. Ahead of its time. <laughs> it was ahead of its time. Well, yeah, exactly. By a lot. <laughs> by a lot. I mean, by two years. I mean, you know, and I just, um, and, and yes, I know this was influenced by by a drug trip and everything but but i mean i just think wow i mean this was really you know, pretty forward thinking and it just showed you know the directions they would go in the you know psychedelic directions they'd go in on revolver sergeant pepper and um you know and to think that we got this sneak preview hmm. um uh, on uh, on rubber soul and and um and it's just then it's catchy as hell too i mean i just Love that part, you know, it's all fine, it's sunshine, it's the word, you know, <laughs> yeah. love those harmonies. So I've always thought this is another song that's been kind of slept on, um, mm -hmm. you know, with John is this kind of 
almost pre on this preacher kind of mode saying i've got the answer the word is capital love yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, he's here to show everybody the light and he's here to show everybody the light. exactly <laughs> exactly so i don't know why this song isn't mentioned more as yeah. hey this was a big leap forward for them hmm. and they they were they were ahead of their time with this song so those are my my three picks excellent very mm -hmm. good all right, I I'll go next, and uh, my one my number one, or my number three, I should say, um, is from the Help album. It's as late as I go. It's it's really weird because I was expecting to do stuff from the second half, a uh, second period, <laughs> because that's my favorite period. I ended up picking everything uh, from the first half, and and I and I love each track. And again, it, these are just songs that you just don't hear people talking about, and. And the first one is is from Help, and it's it's only love. Um, again, I just love when 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 John does these simple little ballads. I think he's he he does them well, uh, and I love you know it's like the uh, um, I get high when I see you go by, and I don't know if there was any like controversy over that line, like there was like when when um, uh, what was it? I want to hold your hand. I get high um when when people thought they were saying that instead yeah. of you know i can't hide you know so um it, it's i i would would um get a, like to get a time machine and go back in time and see see if people made a big deal about the, them saying hi uh at that at that point in time but but anyways it's it's a beautiful song i think john sings it wonderfully um second one i kind of cheating because we never really asked each other if we wanted to do just uh, co-writes or, or songs that he wrote and we didn't want to do covers. Well, I'm picking a cover um, and that's um, from the uh, from the Long Tail Sally EP and that's Slow Down, the Larry Williams uh, song. Uh, that's one of my favorite vocals from, from John and, and one of those early rockers. I love that long piano intro. Uh, it, it's just, you know, really cool. I love his, you know, I love his vocals uh, in that track. And uh, <laughs> actually, um, got on the roof of my house once when I was uh, 14 years old while playing that track and pretended I was on the roof rooftop. Oh. Um, and that was, I grabbed a broom pretending I was playing guitar. And that was uh, one of the tracks that I, <laughs> I think I had like the rock and roll albums or something like that. And uh, that was one of the tracks. Um, so, but, but my number one and, and Ken, Ken said it already is uh, yes, it is beautiful beautiful vocals and um the backing vocals like you said i love what the what george does on guitar it's one of my favorite things george does on guitar in that early period uh of of the beatles um really really nice touch and and lyrically you know you touched on it too uh ken is the uh, red is the color that my baby wore uh you know um i, I it's it's uh it's really cool uh, track and uh, it's one of those tracks that when I was discovering the Beatles I would always I you know I was getting the cassettes and I would always hit rewind play it again hit rewind play it again <laughs> you know it was definitely a, a track that I, I played over and over and over again when I was uh, first discovering and I and I need to to go back and rediscover that song um, and play it over and over again as well um, but uh, but yeah those are my three uh tracks so uh next up we're gonna go to joe okie doke uh first i i have from the criminally underrated you know, don't think a beetle album could be underrated but whenever they list them this comes near the bottom for some a lot of people with the beatles 
Um, I, uh, yeah, kid, I know you like that. I picked not a second mm-hmm. time. I always loved that mm-hmm. song since I was since I was a kid, and it's the haunting sound of it. It's very moody and haunting, and I think we owe that to George Martin mostly on the piano mm. playing. I'm thinking, but I love the way John sings it. I love how he has the O's in there and everything like that, and how <laughs> it, you know that part when he goes, uh, I don't want to sing it. Uh, when he says, "Yeah," what's that part at the end? for you yeah and stuff like that <laughs> i love the way he sings it it's different pitches to his voice and uh, i love those uh, the the aeolian cadence that you hear with that i mean i know i know exactly what they mean fancy uh, i don't know what they mean I mean, <laughs> but uh and, you know it's simple words to the song but you know it, it, it i think it's com- more complex sounding than it is you know but it's something different about that track you know i, I think it's mostly the piano all right, so um, secondly, I picked You Can't Do That. Um, mm. You know, um, songs like Run For Your Life, which I almost picked, you know, and I'll Cry Instead, where, you know, John talking about consequences, you know, for, you know, doing him wrong, you know, let you down and leave you flat, etc. You know, I told you before and all this kind of stuff. It's like, you know, for a pop song around that era, I, I, like, I like that kind of like more a tough thing in there and not meaning a misogyny in any way but i just like the fact that he's being like you know assertive uh you know and uh let's see a lead guitar solo from jo- playing lead guitar mm-hmm. john and i like the way he puts the the oh you can't do that like a desperate oh <laughs> and mm. i just love everything yeah. about mm-hmm. that song mm-hmm. and finally i wanted to pick like tom i could have picked everything from late and i i don't know where to go with this but i put in a shout out for your blues uh from mm. the white album a heavy blues parody if you you know uh i think it's a hidden gem off there and it's what i call one of the beatles street cred songs whenever mm. i was a kid and i'm like yeah you think they just love me do and i want to hold your hand and stuff like that listen to Listen to Revolution, listen to Helter Skelter, listen to your blues. You know, I loved that they were all in a little little room, like a closet type of room, and they're getting that sound, and you hear them, people yelling like the Beatles. Here, Ringo, I seem, I seem to hear in there yelling, yelling in there. Uh, and I like that he's pouring his soul out with all that really cool guitar playing that goes on in there. And, uh, you know, talking about sometimes feeling near suicide, you know, he's in India uh, and he wants to die, you know, and, you know, I was pretty well adjusted as as a teenager, but I I had my moments. And when I would feel like bad, this is one of the songs I used to play at splitting, you know, volume, you're splitting volume. And I used to feel like, yeah, I'm lonely. I want to die and all this kind of stuff. And I, that's why I always like Lennon because I kind of like felt, you know, he was experiencing my pain. I could relate to that. And that line about, which I don't think anybody knows what he means when he says, if I ain't dead already, girl, you know the reason why. Is there like an answer to that? Or is that supposed to be like, what, what, what's the reason? Hmm. Keep you wondering. Uh, hmm. The reason. You know the reason? I'll tell you the reason. Mm-hmm. The reason. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, yeah, what else can I say about it? Thunderous drums, you know? I, I, I love it. I love the, the drumming on it. Love everything about it. Early emo. Early emo. (laughs) (laughs) That made my list of finalists for sure. Yeah. This was hard. This was hard to narrow down to three. 
Right. Sure is. So. Okay, Chip, you're going to uh, bring this uh, round to a close. Well, don't have any overlap here. Now I don't get to use any of my alternates. So I've got to pick out of mm. the five. Uh, first has to be this boy. Even mm. though it was a B-side, that, that is the quintessential early Beatles song. It, it just can't be topped. You got the Ed Sullivan performance is just beautiful. Um, so, yeah, um, I guess I'll go a little bit later to just spread it out a bit here. Um, you're going to lose that girl. Hmm. Yeah. Um, just a, a great vocal. Um, and it seems like they were having a blast doing it. I mean, the help visuals probably don't hurt that, that thought at all, but, uh, and let's see. Hey, Bulldog. Mm. Ah, yeah, good pick. The harder edge again. So uh, neat lick. Uh, great guitar solo from George. And uh, mm. once again, we've got the visual aspects to, to see how it was while they were recording it. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Which I what think ends. Yeah. Mm. Um, Very good picks. There you go. So Chip, what do you do? You like the, uh, the the Yellow Submarine song track version, or the earlier the one where the way Curse came out? I think I think the original, the original stereo. Yeah. Okay. And you? Very good. Very good. Well, I, I think I like the song track on that. <laughs> I yeah, I think it. I lean towards that too. Because <laughs> I always yeah. thought it was two the vocals good. were too too, you know, in, in La La Land. Hmm. I think more people gotcha. respect that song now than they used to. Oh, oh big yeah. time! Oh, but yeah, that, like yeah. Was, Chip was saying though, that video that they came out with, with that, with that, the, mm -hmm. they used for Lady Madonna a lot of, you know, right? Oh, I mean, that. Well, how great is that? That gave it some more uh, cred, street cred too. That's another street cred song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good. Well, those were three rounds. That was our, like our, if you want to call it, uh, like Ken calls it on his uh, YouTube channel, Number Nine Dream, where we picked, um, you know, we had three really good uh, categories and we picked our top three in each one. So thank you all uh, for putting in your comments. And if you want to put your comments in again after this live broadcast, go ahead in the comments and then put your uh, list uh, back in those comments. But before we sign off, let, let's talk to Chip for a couple minutes about his his two books, uh, Eight Arms to Hold You. Now, this, this, the, the, the physical copy, that's no longer available, but you do have a digital updated version. Chip, why don't you talk about that for a couple minutes and let people know how they can uh, get a copy? Um, Mark and I uh, wrote that in the late 1990s, uh, published uh, around this time in the year 2000. And it went out of print and it was commanding a lot on the secondary market as it still does. And uh, mm -hmm. Mark and I uh, thought it'd be nice to still see our, 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 our work out there. And, and uh, so we decided to put together an ebook e version of it. Um, and there are roughly 30,000 new words in it. it took out 30,000 bad words and put, out, put in new ones. Um, a lot of new recording session information uh, and it's searchable. So it, it, it's a great reference. I still use it frequently. And, and I, when I look at it, I think who on earth spent all the time putting this together. I, I, <laughs> um, 
So well, look, I mean, you got to be, I mean, you got to be commended for, for all the effort you put you or yourself, what you put in by listening to every live recording in, in that you, that you found that, that you could find mm-hmm. and, 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 and talked about the differences. And, and that's one of the things that you get in this book. I mean, like you said, I mean, Chip listened to every single live recording and, and, and talked about and talks about that in the book recording sessions, you know, who played on, on, on the tracks, the, the dates. I mean, all of that information uh, that you could find at that time is, is in this book. And the bit I'm most proud of, I've probably said it on here before, is being able to identify all the wings over America tracks. Wow. <laughs> which, which we couldn't have done if we didn't have all the audience recordings, but trying to see, this was all pre-computer. So it was trying to sync mm-hmm. up the album with the cassette and trying to get them to, to sync up. Okay, so it's not from not from Cincinnati. Maybe it's from Chicago. Well, which Chicago's? So uh, that that was a long time coming to, to finally wrap that up. But uh, mm. you know, the, the ebook it's it's highly recommended. Um, yep, and you can get that. Pull out my card again. You see it? Yes www.lenanology.com and speaking of Lenanology that is your other book that you have available on that website as well uh, talk about that book putting that that together and and that whole process because again that's another research heavy uh, book that again I mean if you like your reference books and you want to know what John and Yoko were doing on you know April 23rd 1972 there's a good chance that uh, that you have it in that book. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Leninology grew out of, uh, I was starting to put together an update for eight arms and was making a list of all, all the things that I'd like to cover in it. And I never got past John. So it mm. just kept snowballing, snowballing. And it took about 15 years from start to finish. Wow. So, and what's really hard to believe is that it's eight years old. Hmm. So Um, still got some here in the basement. So uh, same place. uh, Leninology.com. And the Splendid Times Guaranteed. And I'll put that uh, in the description when this is over. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. That's that's hardcover and paperback. There are a handful of hardcovers. A lot of them are B stock with, you know, little dings to the corner or, or something like that. Um, but plenty of paperbacks still. So, yeah, and uh, volume two is, is still in the works. It's, we're looking towards the. Uh, it's it's going to be all the sessions. Wow. Okay. Cool. Oh, very um, cool. So, you know, there was a little old, bit of uh, the dates were kind of laid out there in Leninology, but all the detail will come in the second book. Coming in a second. So, uh, Leninology Volume One is more of a diary. This one is the Volume Two is going to be more of a recording sessions book. Yes. Very cool. Kind of like so. It'll be like part two of uh, Eight Arms to Hold You for for John Lennon. It'll be a deep dive into Eight Arms to Hold You. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. So again, that's www.leninology.com to get. Uh, the digital digital version of Eight Arms to Hold You and the hardcover or paperback of Leninology. So, um, what 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 part of Eight Arms to Hold You did you find the most fascinating in your research? I mean, what was what was your like your one mind blowing, you know, discovery uh, if you remember any? 
all right well a lot of it had to be with like i mentioned the wings over america was was you know heads heads above any any of the other research that i was excited to find uh the double fantasy sessions to really put those together i mean there have been some other uh, attempts at that that were really nothing more than fiction and to really kind of nail that down and, and get those in order um just this past uh it's been a year now but i was in new york city and uh went and spent an hour in the hit factory which was which was uh very enlightening um and it's so much smaller than you think it is from all the pictures that you see you think there's this monstrous control room and it's you know it's just this little tiny tiny cupboard sized Mm. room that that all these people are are packed in and it it was just fascinating to be in there and see it Interesting. Ken, do you have any uh, any other questions for for Mark or sorry for Chip regarding uh, either of the books? Is there anything new that you discovered where John is concerned in recent years that maybe? Uh, well, I'm sure it's going to be in part two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's there's I've already forgotten all all the neat things that are going to go into it. So uh, very good. Um, but it's great to have new discoveries every now and then. Oh, yeah. There, there'll be plenty plenty between the covers. Okay. Can't wait. You should be Very cool for all the research that you've done. Yes. yes. Thank you. Oh, and I should throw out uh, a hello to Scott Riley as well, who was the co-author mm. on Leninology. Co-author. Right. Very good. Very good. Uh, Kid or Joe, any questions for, for Chip? Uh, just that. I just want to mention that, apps, you know, I use ADARNs to hold you all the time. Uh, all the time, I as I mentioned mm-hmm. before we went on the air, my my copy is uh, <laughs> is embarrassingly beaten up because I've I consult it all the time and and really, um, you know, those of you out there don't have uh, either, you know don't have a physical copy, um, really encourage you to uh, get the e uh, e copy because you will use it. It's a wonderful yes. reference tool. Thank you. Right. And, and and like I said before the show, I mean, this for me, this is like the American Express, you know, I never leave home without it. So I, I, I take this, <laughs> you know, it's so it's always got to be by my side because, you know, obviously it's it's it goes up to 2000. So anything and everything, you know, up to 2000 is is in the book, whether it's live again, live recording sessions, uh, you name it, uh, it's there. So uh, again, Chip, uh, thank you very much. And there, there you go. Ken's got his copy right there. I'm sure. Uh, but go my, ahead. My copy is always inches away from me in this den. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right here. Great to hear. Very, very good. Very good. Um, Chip, is there any way people can get a hold of you or you just want to stick with the Leninology? Are you on social no, media? They, they, any social medias? Or um, there's the Leninology? Leninology Facebook page. Okay. And you can reach me if you need to at chip at Leninology.com. Excellent. Yeah, that's easy very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. So highly recommended people. If you if you don't mind the digital digital version, please check it out. You will not regret it. Okay. All right. So let's go around the horn uh, for us and uh, let's uh, tell everybody what we're up to or what we've been doing. And uh, Kit, let's start with you. Okay. Well, uh, as far as Toppermost of the Poppermost goes, we have um, a new episode out, uh, which covers 
Uh, it's actually part one of our look at September 1963. We're looking at the British charts, and that is up. We have um, our website, uh, toppermostofthepoppermost.net. Uh, you can find that episode there. Um, and uh, you can also find it at virtually any streaming platform uh, you can imagine. Uh, uh, part two, which we'll look at the U.S. charts, will be out in the near future. I was also recently on um, a podcast that I'm sure we all know well, uh, Ranking the Beatles, uh, where they rank uh, different songs and uh, Beatles songs, obviously. And we talked about I Need You which is another one of my, uh, I think, a, an underrated uh, song from the catalog. And so, um, so you can find that episode at rankingthebeatles.com. Um, and next month, uh, November 7th, I'm going to be back um, at uh, the Tuesday Night Record Club at Monmouth University, and I'm going to be talking um, along with Ken Womack, of course, our good friend, um, about uh, the album Fleetwood Mac, of course, the first one that uh, Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham uh, did, them, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, that's November 7th, and that will start um, at 7.30 p.m., and I will post uh, you know, more information about that on uh, our Facebook page. And finally, I will be uh, teaching another class, and I'll you know, share more information about that uh, in the near future, but it will be December 7th and 14th. It'll be the next uh, in my series on the history of the British invasion. This will be called, it's the first wave of the British invasion, 1963 to 19, 1967. It will be uh, the Hollies, um, the Animals, Dusty Springfield, the Who, and you know, a little group you might know called the Beatles. So I'm really looking forward <laughs> <laughs> to teaching that class. So I'll uh, have more information about that as well on uh, our Facebook page. And uh, so looking forward to that. So busy, busy, busy. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. And uh, we'll go to uh, our, our YouTube pro over here next, uh, Mr. Joe Mayo. Uh, you are muted, though, at the moment. So you're going to have to unmute yourself. Th thank you for you reminding go. me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My, my YouTube channel is Mean Mr. Mayo. And uh, for John's birthday, I did a ranking video uh, talking about his albums in the order of these days that I prefer them in for myself. And I also have another channel that I'm really getting more and more into about movies. And it's called Mayo's Offbeat Movies, which is mostly going to be horror, science fiction, fantasy, cult, like that kind of stuff. And some regular movies, too, kind of on the side, normal movies like that. You know? And uh, I'm currently having what I call my Halloween Mayo-thon because it's, uh, it's the month of October and I'm doing, getting through a lot of horror movies. So check that out at Mayo's Offbeat Movies. And I think that's it right now. All right. I, I I hope this name change sticks and uh, I, I, I like it. it. I, like, I it. like it. I like it. Okay. Very <laughs> good. Mr. Uh, busy man, Ken Michaels, uh, what have you been up to, my friend? Well, on my YouTube channel, Ken Michaels Radio, I just did an interview with Jude Kessler, mm -hmm. along with Scott R. McKinley. Um, Jude, as you probably know, has written a whole series of books on John Lennon. She aims to write nine or ten of them. She's done five already, covering John's entire life, 
um, chronologically. This was actually her third book called She Loves You. And the reason why I interviewed her, and actually Tom and Andy interviewed mm -hmm. you on Two Legs as well, is because it's the first book she's put out as an audio book, which is where mm -hmm. Scott McKinley comes in. He did the voices of lots of people, the four Beatles, Brian Epstein, George Martin, whole bunch of people. And so we talked a lot about the period um, that She Loves You covers, which is um, 1963 through the first few months of 1964. We do a whole conversation about 1963 and the changes in the Beatles, and it was their big breakout year in the UK. And Scott uh, gives us an example of some of the voices that he does uh, for the audiobook, and it was a great interview and getting lots of compliments for that. I also yeah. did another Ultimate Beatles trivia show with Andy Nichols coming back as the reigning king, trying to go for his fifth win in a row. That's with Darren DeVivo on the show, my co-host from Things We Said Today, and a good friend of mine, Michael Lynch, who's a musician um, who uh, wrote the theme song for Things We Said Today, that catchy little tune right. at the beginning mm -hmm. and at the very end there. And um, and he is a big trivia expert, big 60s guy, and uh, they all battled each other and we get to see whether or not Andy makes it to his fifth win in a row. I also had Beatley Tone on my channel and uh, he's also someone who was guested on Two Legs. And we did a show where um, he listed his top five most underrated solo albums from John, Paul and George. Five in total, not five from each. We figured when it comes to Ringo, everything except the Ringo album could be considered underrated <laughs> to some degree. So he just wanted to center on John, Paul, and George, and that uh, was a fantastic show. He's such a great mm -hmm. speaker. We love having him on. Hopefully he'll be on more shows. So that, again, is on Ken Michaels Radio. Please subscribe to the channel. Things We Said Today, my other podcast show with Darren DeVivo and Alan Cozen. We just did a show for the Mind Games album for its 50th anniversary. So we talked in detail about that. And all we all talked about um, what we most miss the most, what we miss the most about John. And uh, yeah, so that's at our latest show. And um, my radio program, Every Little Thing, is on about 50 radio stations. If you want to find out how you can listen to it, go to my website, kenmichaelsradio.com. Find the Every Little Thing page. List all the radio stations, the broadcast times, with links to all their stations. You have to listen to them as a live broadcast from each of the stations. Mm. Okay? Busy, uh, busy. That's it. Cool. Yeah, you know, I listened to the first hour of the uh, the audio book um, from She Loves You, and and, and Scott is fantastic. I mean, very talented. Yeah, the the yeah, yes, very talented is is the perfect way to put it. Uh, I I was really enjoying it, but it's I think like seven or eight hours long. Uh, so you're gonna you're gonna be there for a while. So uh, maybe break it up. Uh, but it's it's very good. It's very good. Hopefully he does. Uh, he keeps doing them for all the books uh, as they come out. So. Uh, for two legs, I'm just going to bring up a, a, a couple things. You know, we've been pretty busy as well, but um, a, a few weeks ago we had John Blaney on who put out volume five of his songs he was singing uh, series. Uh, he wasn't going to do this, um, but uh, we, uh, I'd like to 
take a little credit by saying that we talked him into doing it. Uh, he wasn't going to do volume five because there was a lot of reissues and, and stuff like that. Not a lot of new material like past decades. Uh, so I'm very happy that um, uh, he took the time to do volume five for that. So that's uh, out there. I was really proud of the fact that um, we got Peter Doggett and uh, we talked about uh, this book here, here, You Never Give Me Your Money, and um, he'll be back maybe last or next next year uh he's a huge fan of ram so we, we were talking about maybe doing a show uh on ram next year and then most recently we had dr richard uh driver on who who his new book that was me which is a career spanning uh book about his solo career which is refreshing because you know we had so many books that just focus on um you know his his beetle career and then it, you know you you get like you know <laughs> half an inch thick of of solo career but but you know along with this along with um uh, john blaney's book along with uh the mccartney legacy and and, and paul's uh two books that have come out the last couple years um you know we're really starting to get a lot of uh you know great books that um that is, are, are finally welcomed, you know, for the longest time, you know, there wasn't many books out there on, on McCartney and, and some of them were, were you know, kind of crap, <laughs> especially by a, an author uh, with the initials GG, uh, but we won't uh, go into him at <laughs> what. <laughs> So, so that's, uh, so that's uh, two legs go to our YouTube channel, two legs, a Paul McCartney uh, podcast, and please subscribe. We've been getting a lot of new subscribers on there and on Podbean. So, so thank you very much for taking the time and listening to our show and also this show, uh, Talk More Talk. Uh, so please, again, go to um, our YouTube channel, Talk More Talk, a solo Beatles video cast and subscribe to that as well. It's been, it, this has been exciting. This is, it's great to be back. Sorry we were gone for so long but you know what you know as, as john says you know the quote right life is you know if is what happens when you're busy making other plans but uh that's just how it goes sometimes uh you can't help it uh so for the queen kiddo tool ken uh, michaels joe mayo chip maniger i'm tom Hunyadi, and all we're saying is give peace a chance take care <laughs> happy birthday john and happy Sean. birthday happy birthday yes Talk, more talk, chat, more chat. <laughs>